Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival. The 8th annual New York City premiere will be October 2023, along with the 5th annual New York Cat Film Festival before traveling the country, supporting local animal welfare groups. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at TracyHotchnerPets.com. I would not be able to bring you this show without the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. This show would not be possible without the longtime support from Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food. Other pet food companies may have copied them over time, but Waruva remains privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards, not investors who focus on profits. Pet grief is something that I've talked about on and off over the years on the show. And so I was particularly interested to learn of a woman who created her own company called Wolfie's Wish that has pet grief products. And I think some years ago, people might have said to her or to me, what are you talking about? That sounds ridiculous. But I think we've all come to understand that grief over the loss of a pet is a really big deal for people. And so having ways to express that, that help them and the people around them, is really quite wonderful. Erica Messer, welcome to the show. And congratulations for having taken your own grief over the loss of Wolfie and made it into something positive and constructive for other people. I think that's a great, that's probably one of the great messages about grief, right? Is how to make ourselves feel mm-hmm. better and maybe other people in the, in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Hi. Yes. And thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Grief is a, is a, is a new thing to me. And, um, just briefly, when I learned that other people felt as strongly as I did and had, you know, these these symptoms where I thought I'd lost my mind, that's the pivoting point for me when I decided to do something um, about the tools that I had developed to help myself. I think that's one of the, the great things <laughs> about being absorbed and involved in pets as part of our lives. And for me, as what I think about and do day in and day out is that it is a community and reaching out to each other and forming a circle is a way of feeling 
better when things are bad and feeling uplifted and encouraged when things are good, whether it's about training or new ways to give cats a better environment or ways to incorporate new rescue dogs into your home. And grief is part of the tapestry of having Mm -hmm. animals because from the moment we get them, we know we're going to lose them probably before we go. So it's something Mm -hmm. you're sort of prepared for but don't want to face. When you first came up with the idea of Wolfie's Wish, were the, the pet grief cards the main idea that you had? Yes, um, it was a product that I had searched for myself because I knew it was simple. I use affirmation cards. Um, I'm very familiar with those. And when I couldn't find them, I was really frustrated because I didn't have the capacity to read a book and I didn't know which one to get. Right. And and so I was really forced, Tracy, this was still during the pandemic and there was you know limited things one could do. So I was really forced to just sit in my grief and ask myself, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How do I get through this? I really want to have my joy back and, you know, not let this scar me to where I'm a different person in a negative way Yes, and stay stuck. So I started just meditating, you know, and asking myself, all right, what can I do today? And I would come up with just really simple things like writing a love letter to Wolfgang nice. so that I could record all my memories, the wacky personality he had. And, and then I'd share that with my mom because I was calling her every day from Germany. And she said, Erica, why don't you make this debt that you couldn't find? And I laughed at her. I was like, no way. I don't know how. Right. I don't want to. That's too much work. Mom, I'm grieving. <laughs> like, I can't. What are you talking about? And, um, you know, I have a music background. I was like, that's just so out there. That's cute. And you have a good heart. you know. Right. And um, it wasn't very long before I knew that I needed professional help. Um, and when I, that's when I learned that I was normal and the symptoms I was having was normal, I couldn't believe it. And that's when I said, oh, my gosh, my mom's right. I should do something because maybe people will like it. And the, I mean, and then it was just, it's amazing how much has grown and happened in a year and a half. Well, I think what's really yeah. wonderful about the story is that when anyone is in a depression, and grief certainly qualifies as a capital D depression, mm-hmm. the last Absolutely. thing you can do is even maybe sometimes feel like you can get up and brush your teeth and face the world or have a phone call, forget working, much less right. creating a whole business. But aren't mothers amazing people? Sometimes sometimes yeah. they just say things that we think, oh, yeah, right, Mom. And yet mm-hmm. there she was with an idea that, that gave you a kind of foothold to get out of the, the, the dark well you were in and see mm-hmm. some light on the other side. The idea of professional help is really important. There's actually a, a wonderful woman I've had on the show, Dalma Hain, but she's in Connecticut, although I'm sure one can – Definitely one can reach her from anywhere. And she's a psychologist who, because of her own experience, uh, began to specialize in people grappling with grieving over the loss of a pet. And I think I've talked over the years about a friend I had back when Cat Chat was on Sirius on the Martha Stewart channel. And she lost one of her Springer Spaniels quite young to an undetermined illness after about a week in a specialty hospital. And a year later... 
she said she still couldn't sleep or eat, wouldn't let herself sleep or eat. And, you know, in some ways, as we all begin to understand more about grief in general, because even in some cultures, grieving for human loss or the loss of a baby or a miscarriage is not something supported or understood by others, is that you hold on to the thing, the person, the pet that you've lost by grieving, and that giving mm-hmm. up the grief means giving up that loved object, the object of your love. So it's complex. It's not as simple as, mm-hmm. well, you know, the passage of time heals all and you'll feel better. There is a process, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that your idea of writing down happy memories and positive memories is a way to memorialize that lost pet and hold on to them and then at some point let go of the grief. So explain the cards. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to say that I designed a love letter template that's free for download at wolfieswish.com because not everyone's got stationery or, you know, it's just a nicer way to to store that and put it away. So I just wanted to offer that, that I try to come up with tools for people to use without getting the cards. Nice. Um, The the cards are actually a deck of 30. So it's for like the first month, which for me was the hardest. And they're designed to be read once a day. But of course, you can read as many as you want. You can shuffle them, whatever. And so they are reminders to stay in gratitude and focus on the positive memories, the joyful experience, the special bonds, you know, and and pull yourself out of the darkness and balance it with positivity. That's all it's about. And, you know, it's impossible to write a one-size-fits-all card deck for everyone's belief system. And that was really scary for me to say, here's what works for me. I hope that you like these. And then my mom and I took them to these trade shows and went in not knowing anything about what we were doing. That's so cool. And then we won a Best New Product Award. And when that happened, that was my validation. And I got under our booth and cried. Oh, sweetie. I'm getting emotional now. Because it was like, oh, thank God, this isn't just a crazy idea. I'm so touched by that. I go to these trade shows, and there's hundreds and hundreds of booths, and they're very costly, Mm -hmm. both the rental Mm -hmm. space, but then you have to create the the walls of the booth and the and the signage and the banner and the table Mm -hmm. and the chairs and the gigaws and the and I I notice you know often women with their their first outing, whether it's treats or some contraption or other, or in your case, Mm -hmm. the pet grief cards. And they always have a dish of some candies as if people are going to stop at their booth to get a free candy. I think it actually works. I don't know. But the hopefulness <laughs> and the throwing your heart over the fence and saying, I think I have something special. I think it's of use to other people. And I'm going to spend a lot of time and money I may not even have just on the hope mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. is something good for the universe. Because in the pet world, it's always comes from a place of love and something good and positive. It's it's not just, you know, another way to lock up your bicycle, so to speak. It's something really specific yeah. to the, to pet ownership. And, and the fact that it moved you so much and that you and your mom did it together is truly, truly touching. Now, you mentioned living in Germany. And yeah. I've known a, a number of people, even before the pandemic, who had some sort of a German origin or had a trip to Germany and lo and behold, they kind of 
stayed there. Tell tell about that a little because people's personal stories are always interesting. And, and Wolfgang or Wolfie's Witch becomes more real to know that he had a German name and you're in Germany. How did this all happen? Yeah. So um, my husband and I decided to go for fun. We were, we were, you know, we're middle aged. We were like, let's just do something crazy. So he transferred within his company. I got a visa. Anyway, we're there, and two weeks later, <laughs> the world shut down, and so we're trapped in our apartment in this foreign country where we know no people. We don't know the language. Whoops. And I was like, I need a cat. I need an animal. <laughs> you know, I need friends, but I'm not allowed to. So I put out on these message boards, you know, hey, I'm looking to adopt a cat. Does anybody speak English? Does oh, my know? goodness. <laughs> like, how to find one. And this beautiful woman said, well, I know of a cat that has, you know, high herpes. He's not in good shape, but his owner is in this on a farm and she can't administer the medicine he needs, you know, four times a day or whatever. Would you consider him? And I'll drive you to this farm. Oh, my hour. goodness. Like, I was wow. like, absolutely. I asked my husband, I was like, he might lose his eye. Is that okay? You know, <laughs> is he gonna be, can he live like with one oh my eye? Goodness. We have a lost apartment, you know, if he's going to fall. And we did our research and it was like, oh, no, no, cats, cats can be totally blind. So I said, can we go get him? And he said, yeah. And we just, oh. we just went out there and he, was, he wasn't even weaned off his mom. Um, so we were really taking on this like fragile little guy. Anyway. He got to keep his eye, he had a milky eye. He became my animal soulmate, you know, because, I mean, just the conditions we were under. I was like, this is my baby. Oh, that's great. And, um, yeah, and then, and then unfortunately, you know, a year later, there was this, this tragic accident that I don't like to traumatize people like, by telling the story, so I always say it, like, really briefly. But I had a friend from America visit, and she's jet-lagged, and she we have this rule about our windows because we're on the roof. We're like, we don't open the windows. There's no screens in Germany because there's no bugs. You know, just don't, don't do it. I don't really know what happened in her head, but she opened it and left it open. And Wolfgang's a maniac. I mean, this guy, he's like, you know, he, he tried to eat my sewing needles. Like he's just one of those things. Cats. Yes. Yes. He got out and he fell and, you know, he lived for a little while and I rushed him to the vet and he died like right before we got in the door and they couldn't resuscitate him. And so I was just like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, it was, it wasn't just grief. It was shock and trauma. Yes. And that was a lot to process in a foreign country. You know, I actually went home to my mom. Yeah. I went home to my mom like a week later and I was like, I'm not okay. And, um, you know, we stayed in touch like every day I went back home and, and yeah, so we started, we started this journey, you know, and I touched on how that happened and she's still, she does all of our shipping, customer service. Your mother? Um, bless her. Yes. Cause I'm in Germany. She's in Florida. We registered an LLC in Florida and it's not easy, let me tell you, cause we, we have this time delay and whatever, but we're making it work. Like we're both determined that this needs to be out there and we're just still on a wing and a prayer that we will make a profit this year, hopefully. And, you know, we, I work every day. I work every day because I'm committed to this. When I got that validation that, all right, I'm just going to keep going. I have no idea what I'm doing still. Um, 
but you know, we reach out to people like yourself and every, you know, we get to talk about it and, and we just know that we're doing the right thing. We don't know how it's going to end up or, or what, but it was worth, it's been a great journey, you know, for me, for my own healing. And then I just checked my email and I got a note from someone who bought the cards this week and she's like, these are beautiful. I love them. And it's stuff like that. that just makes you go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm keep, I'm going to do it again today, you know? Um, and, and I have to say, you know, Martha lost her cat to a, a terrible accident. I don't know if you heard about Princess Petunia, but she talked about it. And then um, she said, you know, my dogs accidentally killed my beloved cat. And I, I sent her a deck. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe she'll maybe she'll like these. Maybe she'll get them. I don't know. And her assistant, I mean, I didn't hear from Martha herself, but her assistant said, you know, Martha said such a beautiful thing. And that was so generous of no you. Kidding. And, um, yeah, it's so, like every now and then I get these amazing, you know, it's like a pat on the back, um, to say, you know, thank you. And, and so that's, that's the only celebrity that's like acknowledged that I've sent them to, you know, Oprah you're a smart girl. You're a smart girl. You're doing, you're doing, <laughs> you're doing, even you're doing the outreach but, where um, you can. That was amazing. That was <clears> I think amazing that's, that. I think no, that's no. wonderful. Yes. And, Yes, dogs and cats, a scary combination, a, a conversation for another day. I just want to say before we wrap up, Erica, that you also have caskets, but they're soft-sided. They're, they look like slings for when pets are euthanized or die at home. And you have a yeah. partnership with an Australian company. We only just have less yeah. than a minute to talk about it, but that's okay. what first okay. caught my eye because many of us – have euthanasia at home, and if we aren't able to bury the pet at home for whatever reason, the vet then has to carry the dog or cat to their vehicle, and it's often very mm-hmm. awkward and undignified. And these mm-hmm. caskets are gorgeous. They're soft-sided. You call them a cocoon, and mm-hmm. they, they are like a, a litter, like you think of people carrying bodies out of the jungle when they're injured. And mm-hmm. they're beautiful and lovely. They and I are. think that's another thing that if you anyone has an aging dog or cat and you're considering home euthanasia, and if you can do home burial as well, because you can bury it right in the ground mm-hmm. and it's eco-friendly, but even to have yeah. the vet carry your animal to their vehicle, it's done with dignity and, and it just honors the pet rather than trying to stick them in a I don't know, a sheet or a towel, which we've all, mm-hmm. many of us have had to do. And it, it's floppy and weird and embarrassing and it just doesn't feel right. So good for you for continuing to think of other ways that people can deal with the loss of their pet during or after. Erica Messer and Wolfie's Wish. What a wonderful company. What a wonderful family Thank you. you have. Thank you for being Thank you, here. Tracy. Thanks for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Wonderside, a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective natural way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your pets and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human-edible, ethically-sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. 
They founded and run their own company and have been doing that for 14 years and answer only to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal, also privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative Dog Chew No Hide and the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky blue Weimarano Maisie will eat.